Are you creating connections with your customers? Have you seen cats on airplanes? Wow, how is all this connected? Today we interview Emily Meithner, who is the founder of Travel with Cats. Emily has built a brand around traveling with cats and a community around cat travel. She cares about her customers and constantly improves her products to meet her customers' needs. She started a travel cat summit focused on cat topics, including how to grow your cat's Instagram account. Today's app sumo intro music is called Cat Fever. Enjoy! Talk Commerce is sponsored by Haifa, or as the Europeans say, Hufa, or the right way to say it. Hufa is rapidly becoming the biggest Magento front end after Luma. For those who don't know it, Luma is the basic theme that comes with Magento and it is giantly slow. If you're looking for a template-based front end with the fastest loading times in the e-commerce industry while saving costs on development time and hosting infrastructure, Hufa is your best option. Everybody loves a fast site, including Google. Improve your Google ranking and conversion rates and make your customers happy. Learn more at hyva.io. That's hyva.io. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, talk commerce. Welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. Today, I have Emily, Emily Nisner. I was going to try really hard not to say her last name wrong, which I just did her first name. And Emily is a co-founder of Travel Cat. Emily, please introduce yourself do a better job than I just did, and maybe tell us one of your passions in life. Awesome. Well, Brent, thank you so much for having me. So I am the co-founder of Travel Cat, which I founded in 2017 with my husband. So we are both partners in life and business, and we are the number one cat travel brand in the world. So we are a seven-figure uh, pet product brand that mostly sells direct to consumer, but we are also on our own Amazon channel and uh, also in about 200 retail stores uh, around the country and actually around the world and working on growing that. And uh, my role covers all things organic marketing, partnerships, digital, customer service, uh, lots of different things. As a co-founder, we have a small but mighty team. We run our own warehouse and we were inspired to start the company when we rescued our first kitten, Andy, on a whim and realized two big things. One, there's a lot of misnomers about what it means to be a good cat parent. Uh, a lot of people think or say, you know, cats are easy. They just sleep all day. You don't need to do much with them. And that's just not true. Like cats need enrichment. They need engagement and play to live happy, healthy lives. And the other thing we found was that there really just weren't, and still aren't, a lot of companies purely dedicated to cats. Cats are often second-class citizens to dogs. Uh, I don't know if you're a dog or a cat person. I am both. I love both equally. Um, but uh, but we were really excited to start a company that focus, uh, focuses exclusively on cats, cat people, cat products, and um, creating products that will help people travel safely uh, with their cats and, and do more with their cats uh, so that they can give their cats the enrichment they need. Wow, that's great. Um, and uh, I, I'm a former cat person and a, and a dog person, and I can say that the cats 
ruled the house. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so before we get into content, I did discuss the idea of me telling you a joke. Yes. And um, all you have to do is say, is this joke uh, is this joke free or should we charge for it? Or we even said, is this a cat joke or is this a dog joke? Or maybe it's a reptile joke. A man with authority walks into a bar. He orders everyone around. Ah, I get it. That one should be free. Yes, I agree. All right, one more. Do you know why I don't trust Adams? No. They make everything up. Uh, that one's good. You could you could sell that one. That's a smart joke. All right. Yeah, I feel like I failed the joke one today. And those <laughs> listening right now don't know that I had about five minutes of follow-ups as I tried to deliver them. Um, all right. Emily, let's let's talk about you know what I'd like to talk about first is community because I'm really big into building community, and I know that you have a D to C brand around cats, but you also build communities around cats. So talk a little bit about the virtual event that you put on and some of the how that community building went. Yeah, so uh, my background is in community building, both online and offline. So before this particular company, other companies I've had in the past have really revolved around uh, creating connections between people. And so I knew that I wanted to continue that with this company, even though it is an online company uh, that sells products. And so, you know, right from the start, we really were always thinking about what we like to call a ladder of engagement, which for a lot of e-commerce brands, you know, stops at the sale, right? And so for us, we wanted to figure out how can we bring people who are super passionate about what we care about, what our products help them to do, uh, and about our company beyond just buying the product. So uh, we've done everything from uh, user uh, use product product um, research sessions, like user feedback sessions in small groups. We have a loyalty program. We have uh, a, an affiliate program. And one of the big things that we started doing uh, pre-pandemic was going to travel, uh, was going to cat conventions. So selling in person and we would actually recruit uh, really engaged members, many of which we were finding or most of which we were finding through Instagram. We would recruit them to work at our booth and help us sell the products uh, or and or speak on panels about how to backpack and harness train your cat. So we had done a few of those before the pandemic, and then once the pandemic hit, we thought, you know, let's start doing these virtually, which is great anyway, because we have sold our products in over 75 countries. So, you know, why not create an opportunity for people all around the world to get together? And so once again, we recruited people from our community who have been really active, uh, again, mostly on Instagram, to be what we started to call Travel Cat co-hosts. So we would host these events where people could get tips and advice and just connect with other people who were taking their cats out in a inclusive, fun environment. And so um, we started with doing these in, in a really small way. We actually only let customers to the first few virtual events just to test things out, to try out the format and that sort of thing. And then ultimately we started opening up the events to anyone and everyone, like regardless of if, uh, if they were a customer or not. And uh, that was, we did that for about a year and a half. And the biggest thing that we've done in that vein to date was our Travel Cat Summit. 
So we went through the sort of analytics and how everything had gone with our past, uh, say, four or five virtual events that we had done previously and pulled out the feedback from people to see, you know, what, what could, how can we do this in a bigger way? And also, instead of doing a bunch of small events, why don't we do one big event for at least one part of the year? So that's where Travel Cat Summit was born. And so we had our first annual summit. Uh, it was a half day, so three-hour virtual event, which seems a little crazy, all focused around cat topics from things that are really specific to our products like backpack and harness training to just more fun cat people topics like cat health and how to grow your cat's Instagram account. And we had over 30 speakers, again, Travel Cat co-hosts. We had 10 different partners, which were other cat brands that helped promote the event and also helped us create little goodie bags for both attendees and speakers. And we had over 700 attendees. And we even had some uh, technical difficulties that I'm convinced we would have had even more attendees if we didn't have. So we we were really, really happy with the turnout of this event. And when I think about community, uh, one of the main things I think about is, are you creating connections between your customers that will maintain after you're out of the picture? I think that's real community building and extremely, extremely powerful. Do you think it's more difficult to build community as a brand to customers as opposed to, say, partner to partner, something like that? I know that in my industry, we're in the software industry, and I find it very hard to get customers involved in the platform, but it's very easy to get, say, developers involved in what you're doing. So, say, big commerce, big commerce developers want to sit and talk about big commerce stuff, but big commerce merchants don't necessarily want to go anywhere and talk to other big commerce merchants. <laughs> Yeah. And well, you know, I think part of the process is just trying things and seeing what's going to be most effective and what's the most effective use of your time and what the skill sets are on your team. So for instance, we haven't done this yet, but as we grow our retail presence, so we're focusing on really scaling our outreach to small independent pet stores. And so now that we have sold into over 200 pet stores, uh, we want to support that part of our community more, which is, you know, a much smaller group of people. But so I've started to brainstorm, uh, you know, how can we create community and create value for these store owners? So, you know, my first inclination is to do, again, some sort of virtual event, right? So I've actually been in talks with one of our top retailers who's been with us for a long time, uh, Happy Cat Vancouver. They're up in Canada. Shout out to them. And they're a cat-focused store. They only sell cat products. So we thought, you know, what if we do an event where we have them as sort of the guest speakers, sort of like a fireside chat talking about, you know, how to sell to cat people? Because a lot of pet stores that carry us, cats are not the certainly not the only focus of the store, but also, you know, so a lot of times it's like, eh, there's a little cat section or they're coming to us because they want to grow our, their cat section. So, you know, that's something I want to try. I don't know how successful it will be or, you know, you know, I'll have to determine after giving it a few shots if it's a good use of our time to do things like that. But, you know, I think it's important to uh, to give things a shot, but then really 
uh, blow out the things that are working and that are more efficient and be okay with just letting other efforts go uh, when you see they're not, um, you know, worth your time. When you were developing your brand, and it's, is it around travel or is it around getting your cat out outdoors and things like that? Well, really both. So, you know, our goal is to help people safely explore the great, uh, beyond the great indoors. That's what we like to say. And there's a range of use cases in our community, you know, at the very sort of easiest side of things, there's just every, every cat person needs a carrier for their cats, right? You need to take your cat to the vet. You should be taking your cat to the vet at least once a year, right? So having a carrier that your cat is actually comfortable in, that's comfortable for the human, uh, and is something that your cat sees as a safe space is extremely valuable and makes your life less stressful in terms of how to get your cat in the carrier, which can be a challenge for a lot of people. Uh, emergencies is another big use case, you know, especially with uh, for people who live in areas where there's a lot of natural disasters, you know, fires and floods and hurricanes, being able to, again, get your cat into some uh, a carrier where they feel comfortable. And as a human, you can have your hands free, um, i.e., you know, with our backpacks. Um, there's that use case. And then it kind of goes up from there. People who they, uh, they say we want or need to travel with their cat. Maybe they're moving, they're visiting family, or they want to go on a road trip. Uh, and then you have people who they just want to spend more time with their cats and they want to give their cats a way to get their energy out, get stimulation, get enrichment, get exercise. Um, so it's a pretty broad, um, use case for our products and we work hard to be very inclusive, uh, in terms of our marketing. And by that, I mean, you know, all of our photos on Instagram aren't of, people doing epic hikes at national parks with their cats. We do have some of that, uh, but we don't want to only post things like that because for most people, that is not <laughs> something they're going to do. You know, so we're posting those, but then we're also posting pictures of, you know, cats in a harness on a New York City balcony or somebody just going for a walk around their block and they have dogs and they want to bring their cats too, so their cat's in the backpack, you know, so... We, we try to make sure people can really see themselves in the content by, and, and, and really that's just by using all the content we get naturally from our, our very wide range of customers. I'm going to ask a very subjective question about cats, and we've had two cats and, and one that was quite large and quite old. Mm. And I can say that that cat hated to do anything that we wanted him to do. And I would especially say if we tried to put a harness on him or take him outside, he would just object profusely to anything other than what he wanted to do. Do you think, I, I just going back to the idea of backpacking with your cat, do you think that cats are, some cats are going to get comfortable to, for doing that? Yeah, of course, of course. So, you know, a, a big part of what we do is create a lot of resources in different formats, you know, a lot of different content from, you know, our live, our live virtual events to going to cat conventions and hosting panels to blog posts, social media posts, TikToks, you know, everything in between. We want to give people all the tips we can, all the methods we can give them and the real advice from people who are taking their cats out. Uh, so, you know, cats are not dogs. Right. So putting a, a harness and leash on a cat and throwing them outside because, you know, that's that's not something we recommend. And we and we don't, you know, sort of sugarcoat it like we don't 
project or say that taking your cat out in a backpack or on a harness and leash is, is easy. You know, for some cats it is, you know, especially if you start them at a young age, it can become just something that's totally normal and natural. Um, but for a lot of cats, you, know, you need to have patience and you need to train them and you really need to go at their own speed and every cat is different. So a hundred percent, you know, it's something you can get your cat used to, but, um, there, there's so many tips and, and things to think about. Um, and every cat is different. So every cat will not love going out and you might not be able to get every cat, you know, to go out. But, uh, the important thing is that you try in a, um, in a safe way that, you know, you have patience. You know, we, we definitely hear from a lot of people, Oh, I put the harness on my cat and they just flopped over or they pancaked as people like to say, and then they never try it again and that's it. And they give up and it's like, well, you know, have you ever done something that was hard at first or took you some time to get used to, you know, just like anything, uh, with a, with a pet, with an animal, um, training is important and doing it the right way. So we have a lot of resources to help people with that. Do you think there's a space for a cat and dog meeting community, like cat dog meetups, so they can <laughs> kind of hang out? Oh, that's, that's rough. I mean, even just trying to do cat and cat hangouts is, uh, is something that you got to be careful about. So I don't know if that's something I would push anytime soon. But yeah. uh, again, a, a lot of people get our products because they have both cats and dogs and they want to take them both out. And it, we have some really cute photos and videos of, you know, these like big dogs out on a hike on like a rock in the woods and then a little furry cat in our harness and in between the two dogs. So uh, there's definitely plenty of people who have both. Uh, we had a, um, a Rottweiler when our kids were quite young and a cat. Mm. And the cat used mm. to hang off the, had his front claws just in the front, and they would play and just put yeah. his front claws in the muzzle of the Rottweiler and just sit and play. Anyways. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. So, uh, you know, so you have a brand and you have a warehouse. Tell us a little bit about your, your logistics and some of the back-end fun stuff, that if there is anything fun about back-end and, and any <laughs> nightmares you may have had. Yes. Uh, well, we, for the past, it's been about two years now, we have rented our own warehouse and done our own fulfillment. And we uh, strongly believe that that's one of the best business decisions we've ever made. And, you know, just with our experience prior to that, we worked with the 3PL and they were horrible. <laughs> and they did many uh, things that caused us cost us money, definitely cost us, you know, uh, intangibles of bad customer experience that, you know, we'll never get, you know, certain customers back probably because of that. And my tip for people would be one, you know, when, if, if you are going to go with a free PL, spend a lot of time and effort on the research, like way more than you think is, is needed to make sure that it's going to be a good fit because there's really no three PLs that, are good for every company. So you have to figure out if they're going to be good for you based on your product line, number of SKUs, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, and then, and then if you go with a 3PL, if you're having problems with them, quit while you're ahead or quit, even if you don't feel like you're ahead and it's going to be a big cost because in our experience, it costs us way more to stay with them for longer than we should have because we didn't want to go through the, the effort to switch. And they kept, you know, sort of acting like things were going to get better and they never did. And then third would be to, you know, I, I think a lot of companies don't 
uh, consider running their own warehouse because it can seem overwhelming if that's not a part of your background. And that was not logistics and warehousing was not a part of either my, of my partner. There's three partners really. Um, none of us had like warehouse experience, but we just realized, you know, there's no way we can do a worse job (laughs) than, uh, the 3PL that we had. And, we hired a really great experienced warehouse manager that, um, our first hire and we've had, we're on our third at this point, but he really helped us set, set, um, set up the warehouse, learn everything and was like very independent and a really great hire. So if you are going to do your own warehouse, you definitely don't skimp on the warehouse manager, you know, make sure that you're finding someone who's got the experience, you know, paying them well, uh, but you don't need to be an expert in it. And for us just, because of the types of products we have, uh, there's a lot of kitting that has to be done with our, say our, our most popular product is called the Fat Cat Backpack, and it's a bubble backpack with a screen. It, it's got a bubble and a screen you can swap out, and you know there's pieces, and um, there was just a lot of opportunities for mistakes when it came to a 3PL because of our products and the bundles and that sort of thing. So we, we love having our own warehouse, being able to control that user experience and we ship uh in two to three business days on average in terms of fulfillment so you know we're really close you know sometimes we ship things same day depending on how things are going so for us that's really cool to be able to provide that level of experience uh, or, or that yeah that um experience level to our customers and just being able to know what's going on and being able to easily visit the warehouse when needed is also really valuable. I know you mentioned in our green room about you're on Amazon as well, I think. Yes. Um, have you mixed in like Prime with Amazon, the payment? There's there's a, def- there's a number of different things that you can kind of mix in with your website and Amazon. Have you done any crossing with that? Oh, good question. You know, we haven't actually. Like, we we don't have like a Prime checkout or like. Well, maybe we have Amazon Pay. Um, but that. But bringing up Amazon is actually another reason why it's good that we have our own warehouse because fulfilling to Amazon is you know a whole different kind of piece of the business and it's a whole different process and certain three PLs might not do that at all. Like they might, they might not ship wholesale because we're also shipping these small orders to wholesale um, or to retailers, which get shipped differently. Like we have different packaging and hang tags and uh, things like that. We use a whole different fulfillment system called FAIR. 